Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. folks Totsky back from his suspension joining you on the Wyman podcast well maybe it wasn't so much a suspension from my own show uh it was well let's just say in the words of uh, vice dean robert laborn from community i was going through some stuff but that's besides the point now because we're back and we got some cool stuff that uh, we're going to be showing you guys in the next few weeks uh starting with this one uh as you've probably seen if you still follow us hopefully you still follow us uh from the last couple of weeks we were down at the calgary expo at the end of april uh amazing time uh and please check out our youtube channel to see some of the coverage we got down there an amazing cosplay video that we uh, did uh and a really cool interview that uh, ashley did with her hero uh cosplay hero uh jessica negri as well as up there so check it out on our youtube channel youtube.com slash yman podcast uh be sure to subscribe so you can see some of our expo coverage up there uh and we also got of course instagram pictures the facebook updates uh amazing time definitely recommend uh, anyone that uh, is have any has any geek bone in their body to go down there and check that out uh next year and of course Edmonton Expo coming up and all kinds of stuff happening. Um but we're gonna show you our fan fi- or show you we're gonna yeah we're gonna show you our fan films and filmmaking panel uh from the Calgary Expo right here today. Uh it was a great great panel. We had a blast. A big shout out to Matt Waterworth from Full Swing Productions. He was our moderator uh, our host, uh, taking questions from the audience. It was a blast working with him. Uh, we kind of knew each other online for the last couple of years and it was an honor to finally meet the man. Uh, and we actually did a podcast with him and a bunch of people down there as well that hopefully you're going to hear later on this week. So, uh, fun stuff. So big shout out to Matt. Thank you for uh, hosting the panel. He's going to be the first voice you hear once we kick into the panel and also big shout out to Mike Farrow as well. Um, he was operating this, operating the board, I guess, operating my laptop and, and showing the kind of slides that we brought. So thanks a lot, Mike. We would be lost without you, my friend. Uh, so enough of the jumbling. Let's jump right into it. The fan films and filmmaking panel from Calgary Expo 2014. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. You guys about ready to get started? Maybe. Awesome. Well, welcome to uh, Fan Films and Filmmaking with the uh, wonderful people from the YMM podcast. Let's do a wrestling Hear it for them. Yeah, all right. I'm personally very interested in this discussion, uh, making a fan film without necessarily having approval, but still legally. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Tito Gillen. I am a writer-director. Uh, my name is Totsky. I for producer um, like I always tell people too I'm just kind of the fanboy I like to get coffee for people and basically just do whatever else they uh, want to do on set as well so I'm uh, Ashley Lawrenson and they needed a girl in the group because apparently they needed a minority so here I am no I'm kidding I'm actually the costumer for a lot of the stuff and uh, yeah I guess that's a lot of what I do makeup artist anything that they need done that they can possibly think of I'll do it <laughs> That's good to know. I never knew that. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I don't know if you guys just want to launch right into questions. I have one to kick things off, or if you've got some content you want to throw up on the screen. Um, has anyone here actually seen Arkham Rising, the fan film we did? Cool. Awesome. You guys want to check yes, it out again? Because yes, yes, I can like watch it all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's check it out. Just head over. Yep. 
All right, I'm just going to cut it up here because this is where we actually show the audience uh, Arkham Rising, which hopefully if you're listening to this, you've seen it many, many times. But if you haven't, because uh, we're still trying to suck the nurture, the creative lifeblood off of that uh, film we did a couple years ago now, uh, go online, check it out, ArkhamRising.com, uh, and, and check it out here. We're not going to obviously make you listen to the five minutes of it. Uh, it's very quick. It's very awesome. Check it out, ArkhamRising.com. Let's head back into the panel. Oh yeah, this is our this is our mic. This is our mic. He comes with us every week. The guy on the mic. Yay! Awesome. How about a round of applause? Now it's like super dark and I can't see any of you. No, we don't know if there's no one in here or people in here. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a little yeah. bit better for the anxiety. I guess, uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll just explain what that was. Um, so <laughs> back in, as, as you know, if you're cosplaying as Batman, you probably know what this is in reference to. But uh, back in 2012, uh, we saw the last, um, the last Christopher Nolan Batman movie, which was uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And uh, I guess what happened was after, after we saw the movie, we kind of got into a big like three-hour Tarantino-ish conversation at a Denny's where we kind of just started talking about what we liked and didn't like about the movie. And ultimately, my friend here, Todd, uh, proposed the question of, you know, oh, they should have done some sort of reference to Heath Ledger, even though he's dead, right? And we, we all kind of looked at him. We're kind of like, well, it would be disrespectful to, to, to try to bring another actor to play Heath Ledger. And, and, and uh, I guess we just kept going back and forth for like three hours until finally we, we just kind of to shut him up. We, <laughs> we all came up with the idea of like, well, if they were going to do it, we'd probably go down something like this and it would make sense in this point in the movie. And, and so we came up with the idea for Arkham rising there and, and essentially it was kind of, it was trying to kind of get him off my back. Cause the idea was if you can find us a prison where we can film this, I'll do it. Yeah. Tito was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, no, no, no it's I, be too high. I'm above doing fan films through that <laughs> shit. And so, and so then two weeks later, he's like, you'll never guess. I'm like, what? And he's like, I got a prison. I'm like, you did, you, did you go to jail? Or? <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't tell how we get the secrets just as long as we got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so suffice to say we, we made the fan film and, and really just out of like, can we pull this off? How can we pull this off? We've seen other people do fan films online. I mean, the fan film isn't something that's, you know, it's just been invented. It's been around. I mean, I would say at least from the 70s, there have been fan films, even Flash Gordon fan films made. I know that there was a number of, of ones made in the 80s. And I mean, you could even argue that Roger Corman's Fantastic Four that never got produced is somewhat of a fan film because it never got really released. But uh, so we decided, OK, that, that we kind of our own kind of uh, pardon the swear words, but bullshit way of justifying doing it and then uh, we did it and uh, uh, yeah we, we released it online and it ended up having uh, the we ended up becoming pretty pretty popular about a quarter million views right yeah it's um, yeah we got about 125 kind of off our own channel and then machinima picked it up for their uh, interactive film festival and yeah and, and I guess you're to, to answer the question before it cut you off of the past there you were talking about uh, whether it's uh, it's a money making venture or, or can you make money off of fan films, and, and the truth is you can't because nope. it's a it's a it's a licensed property. But I mean, uh, really, I remember the way you shut me up about that. We we kind of the question was, well, are you making any money off of your films right now? And I was just, <laughs> good point. <laughs> so, well, that's why we put the disclaimer at the at the front and back as kind of our big yeah. Thing. And, and I mean, uh, Can- yeah. Canadian law, and I read into this because I was really paranoid about it. Canadian law just it stipulates that you know the copyright and, and licensing and all that. That uh, like us, they can come after you if you make money off of, of off of a product. Now they can ask you to respectfully uh, take something down. And my understanding is that ever since. Uh uh, Marvel was acquired by Disney. They've been pretty stringent about that, but DC has been pretty lax about that. There's yeah. a ton of, I mean, I believe there's a fan film series just out of here, Calgary, Nightwing, Prodigal Son, that just got released, and uh, it's pretty top notch. I yeah, mean, we're big fans yeah, of them. Really there's it. and and I mean, the, the but the thing is, uh, uh, it, 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 we actually kind of did make money off of this in the sense that not off of Arkham Rising, but in the work that was offered to us after finishing the project, it kind of got our names out in the Alberta film scene and and. Uh, in the art scene uh, for for Western Canada, right? So. But like, not only that. I mean, the money like money's awesome. Sure, don't get me wrong. But I mean, the fact that we were be 
able to like do a panel at Edmonton Expo last year and we were able to go to San Diego Comic Con because of it and now we're here like it's it's really given us the opportunity to kind of like travel around the different conventions and talk to people about and, and talk and about our other work too right because yeah. we do other stuff outside of this and and that's kind of it's kind of got our, got our resume out there right so I mean so I guess we got that, the logo on the back now yeah exactly um yeah has has DC been in touch in any way? Just saying, careful or they offered like a million plus. Actually, indirectly, actually, we through through Machinima. Uh, Machinima is a very popular YouTube channel, and they actually have affiliations with uh, some of the major studios like Legendary and DC. And uh, uh, what happened was we actually for the Machinima channel, they approached us, and in fact, uh, they they came to us and they were kind of like, "Hey, uh, we'd like you to be part of this kind of Machinima Interactive Film Festival." this year would you consider us including Arkham Rising we're like yeah for sure right so we were part of it and then at the end of the run uh, they were like okay so where do we send the check to and I'm like what what check there's money and so we were kind of like this might be a trap they might be like just trying to find out where so we live he and, says yeah. yes the rest yeah so so suffice to say I'm like well let, let's find out how far we can take this so we we gave him the address but we never got anything so we're, we're and I don't want to follow up because I'm like uh, and, and I mean yeah. even uh, YouTube I think our biggest uh, misstep and we'll go through is exactly kind of like the do's or don'ts of like uh, do making a fan film but our, I think our biggest misstep was we set up the YouTube channel specifically for this fan film because we were yeah. so afraid of legal repercussions that we our, our mentality was like oh we don't want we, don't, we want to be disassociated from the film as much as possible. And what ended up happening is YouTube actually came to us and uh, a message us about a partnership. And that's when you actually start making money off of your YouTube channel because of the number of subscribers and views. And at that point, we were like, shit, we should have <laughs> started our channel with this film and then built our original content from that. Yeah. And by then, we were too late to change the name. And We registered yeah. the... Uh, like When we first concepted the project, we were really wondering, like, we were really kind kind of scared of the legal ramifications we it's a fan film there's tons of them out there and even if they if dc actually went after us okay it can only be well obviously we'll what, what are they gonna down, get but right it's gonna be more publicity <laughs> for us right but we were scared so we're like hey well we're not gonna put this on any of our own websites let's get a specific website for it and so we put the website up and we actually did a bit of a viral campaign just because we were we kind of like so, that stuff and it's funny because it, it generated a bit of buzz online and i remember a, a couple forums i went to uh, they would see this link and they'd say it talk about it everyone thought it was the new arkham series video game and it, so everyone's like, oh, here's the new Arkham video game. This kind of looks really cool. And then one person's like, this website kind of sucks. And I'm like, oh, that kind of hurts. <laughs> and, then, and then literally and then, the next person yeah. was just like, yeah, I just looked up the domain. And it's some guy named Toddsky from Fort McMurray. I don't think it's yeah. anything to do with it. We had the conversation like, ahead no. of time. Because at the head of time when he was registering the website, he's like, hey, there's it's an extra $2 to make my personal information private. Should I pay it? And we're like, yeah, we sh- you should totally you pay should it. He's like, nah, I'm not like, going to pay no, it. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, no one looks that up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and that was so, before the movie came out, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. exactly. So Because we were trying to build buzz. Uh, along with this fan film, we actually shot a lot of B-roll footage. Actually, a very talented photographer and videographer. She's here today. She's Ariel right there, Stacy. <laughs> and uh, she shot a lot of B-footage with all the inmates. Because each of the inmates is a different... Uh, person from the the uh, Batman universe and mythos, and and what we did is we kind of did these whole kind of like preview segments of uh, Harley and Quinzel's uh, segments wi- or, or, or recordings with with all these uh, different uh, backgrounds and yeah, trying like to tie in, tie them stuff, in yeah. as much with the Nolan universe as possible. So that kind of helped us in terms of promoting the project before it came out. Then it came out and and, and it was really like we were getting like I think between fifteen to twenty thousand views a day up until the Eastern Seaboard experience. Experienced a huge blackout the weekend yeah. that it came out, which was um, when uh, what was it? The hurricane uh, uh, Sandy, Hurricane Sandy yeah. hit right, and uh, that kind of slowed our momentum. Now I'm not blaming the hurricane, but <laughs> I'm kind, I kind of totally, am. So. We, totally, we totally blame the hurricane. It's all yeah. the hurricane's fault. Do you have something else? Another question. Oh no, I'm good. I'm, I'm wondering if you guys do. Does anybody have a question that, uh, to throw at these guys about the film we just saw? So one of the oh, go ahead. Here, let me get you on the mic. How long did you? How long did it take to edit this whole thing? Uh, 
actually, that's a, that is a really good question. Okay, so the, the you disappeared for a while. Pr- production. Okay, so production of- happened. Was what happened was we saw the Dark Knight Rises the premiere, which would have been July twentieth, I think, of two thousand twelve. Yes. And then shortly thereafter, the script came together. And then in August, it was all this prep stuff. It was it was we got to get the costumes, we got to get all this stuff right, etc. And once all that was done, we we aimed for the first weekend of September. Was that it? Yep. Okay, so first weekend of September, we shot everything in one day. Yes. And 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 the reason was because uh, the the police force unit that allowed us to shoot in the <laughs> prison, which basically the permission came is, we'll let you film here if you don't name the precinct that you shot in. And we're like, deal, awesome. Yeah. So, But they also said, if we bring someone in, because it was this empty wing, if we bring someone in, you guys are out. Like, we, yeah. we like that's it. And we're like, okay, fair fair trade. They tried I to make a deal, we, right? I can they we play a quick... Uh, can, we, can we get yeah. footage of them? I think yeah, so. we were in there for like maybe three hours. Yeah, so we shot yeah. that, and we shot some of our exteriors, etc. And, and then after we got all the footage... Between September, I think the 5th, to October the 10th, I was blacked out from socializing yeah, we with my didn't, friends. Yeah, we didn't see Tito. We didn't hear from Tito. And, and, and part of it was because um, a lot of... It wasn't even so much uh, editing the movie together because that wasn't the issue. The issue was that um, like the CCTV control room you see there, it was a blank wall. So all of that had to be built from scratch. Well, the writing, that's a funny story yeah. too, actually, because Todd... Like Tito was like, so do they have like a like a security room, like a CC? And Todd's like, yeah, of course they do. Like, yeah, totally. And we get there, and it, he's like, here, this room will work. And it's like interrogation room, blank wall. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so we're doing that in post. Yeah, so so we're get we'll get it in post. Was thrown around <laughs> a lot that day. So we got that. The writing on the wall was all done through After Effects and uh, uh, motion graphics and such. And and then what? Uh, once we had it cut together, um, we kind of had to have a conversation, and it was all about the sound of the movie yeah. and and it's interesting because um, Walter Murch uh, who some of you may or may not know is actually a very famous sound designer who has worked on a lot of big uh, movies with uh, us, um, Spielberg Coppola etc and, and one of his big things uh, that he's been quoted in saying is that sound is the cheapest thing in a movie but if you get sound right it can make a home movie look like look professional yeah. because of on a subconscious level sharp sound means a lot so we, I mean your movie could look like junk like it could it could look terrible but if your sound is bang on it'll pull everything together and, and if the, you're, but if you're watching something with amazing visuals but your mouth is going like this <laughs> but your talking is afterwards it's never gonna look as good as so, it possibly could. So we, right? we, we went in it twofold, and part of it uh, was that we decided we're gonna get a we're gonna try to get as much of a professional sound pass done, and we also decided that instead of just pulling the Hans Zimmer soundtrack, which is what we were really worried about, what YouTube would actually ding us for, is we actually got uh, a composer by the name of Gerald Northern who uh, composed an original piece for the fan film. So what you heard there is actually an original piece. In fact, the chanting is. Uh, is his uh, it's his church choir it's his church it? choir yeah. yeah and it's like uh, I, forget, I think it's like Norwegian for begin to rise so yeah. he put a lot of thought behind it so we we uh, suffice to say I was I was in the dark for about a month trying to get all this stuff together and then it finally came together and and yeah I, I mean we were pretty happy with it and we premiered it locally in our town and uh, it, it went over pretty well I mean uh, that that being said it, yeah you, you lose you lose all the concept of time when that happens so yeah. Um, I mean, suffice to say, actually, it's interesting you bring that up because we're actually working on a new project, which is labeled up there. And this one, editing-wise, is a lot slower because it's very broken up into segments. So Yeah, we, it's yeah. not just the editing. Like, um, Arkham Rising, we filmed it all in one day. So everything was done, and then Tito could take it and edit it. But uh, World's Finest, which is the next one we're doing, it's uh, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, actually, because like we have... A, a huge variety of actors this time and um, trying to get everyone's timetables to like line up it's it's been really difficult so I mean we shot something last year like we've been shooting it piece by piece by piece as we can and that's kind of what's what's taking up yeah a lot and, of and part of it is I mean part of what's also taking our time is like the fallout from from this fan film was we've been getting a lot of other work so we've been working on side projects aside from this that you know it, it's really good for our uh, uh, I guess communal resumes but uh, it takes away from doing this sort of stuff that we have a lot of fun doing right yeah this is like this is the stuff that we love but does that answer your question (laughs) (laughs) i know we kind of we kind of do this we're we're podcasters right so we kind of like 
we talk to each other and we kind of ramble along. So, like, if we're kind of getting off course, you can try steer us back in the well, right direction. I, I, actually, word advice, so. I actually wanted to ask, how, how has the podcast side of things affected you as filmmakers? Um, my turn? Yeah, yeah that's ahead. a question for Todd. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Like we started the podcast in, in 2011, and, and it's strictly we just wanted to get some thoughts out there about uh, our hometown of Fort McMurray, Alberta, uh, and it has since evolved into this friendship of well, pretty much a lot of the people you see here in this room. We've, we've uh, some people are surprised. You guys remember the podcast I did with you guys? Or? <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot. Like a lot of the people you hear on the show, we're very much friends outside of uh, outside of the podcast, and. It, to me, it's evolved into like you get close. The more you get to know someone, the more you can work with them. The better you can work with them. We're, we're all friends, and and to me, working with your friend can be the best thing, or it can be the worst thing as well. Well, and you know what? It actually, uh, it's interesting. You should you would phrase it that way because. Uh, being in constant communication doing the podcast on a weekly basis and such actually helps when you're trying to get something shot as any of you guys I'm sure some of you guys are from the uh, are, were here for the previous panel on how to make a film and and one of the key things about I mean I don't know if they mentioned it but like in, in filmmaking is like you have to know what your role is in, in, in a production like there they can't be every, everyone can't be running the show yeah. you have to you have to have compromise and, and, and there, there's time for input and there's time to get the, the project done and I think the stuff like the podcast really helps us out because we we get all that hammered out and we have a clear understanding so that when we're shooting something we're all in line and we're just there getting things done as quickly and efficiently and as as professionally as possible right the genesis of arkham rising in itself stems from a five-hour plus podcast we did on the dark night yeah the the three hour three three hour denny's Denny's. wasn't enough so we had to podcast for another oh so the conversation is on tape you can it is well the secondary conversation where we kind of go over the first conversation a little bit but we actually almost got into a fight with a couple of guys at denny's that night that was so weird that That was so weird he we were well we were had they they hadn't seen it or something no no no, they had just seen it and they were of different a different like i'm 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 a a movie fan in the sense that like i will come out of the theater and i like it's very hard for me to hate a movie like going out of a movie and really like man that was a piece of shit and 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 uh but but the truth is uh i actually enjoyed uh the dark knight rises and and when I, we were all talking about it and these guys were passing by us and he's like oh you guys saw Dark Knight Rises I'm like yeah and he's like that was a terrible movie and so and he's, he's just like, like it doesn't even relate to the comics in any way and blah 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 and I'm like someone's holding me back because this guy's just yeah like it was gonna be like a weird nerd fight at Denny's <laughs> like, long long story was, short that's really how we uh, that's how we got the prison rooms and the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this guy's like, oh, you obviously don't know anything about the comics. And I'm like, Tiro knows way more than you. Like, <laughs> so, but I mean, uh, the, po- the podcast has really helped us in terms of uh, being a cohesive unit. In fact, it's also helped us in coming up with ideas. Um, a lot of what we do in terms of our, our regular sketches and all this other stuff we do, it, it comes from the us just having these conversations in a podcast. And it's the same as like if you have a group of writers in a room and they're just kind of spitballing ideas of what could be a funny sketch or whatever and and you're sitting there but it's all on tape so you listen to it afterwards and it's like hey here's a stem of a really good idea and then you, you know a couple of months later you're like oh this connects into this other stem and suddenly we're, we're getting an, a new idea for either a fan film or an, some original content right well, majority like, good oh I was just gonna say like Todd's favorite like my favorite saying of Todd's is like the podcast was always for chasing whimsies right and that's kind of what we do the every video we have up on our YouTube channel uh, YouTube dot com slash woman podcast cheap plug um, <laughs> has you, you will see like if you follow along with the podcast you will hear the genesis of pretty much every video we've done yeah results from an episode at some point where we'll just carry on a conversation wouldn't it be cool if the Joker was in Dark Knight Rises wouldn't it yeah. be cool if Batman Batman and Superman did something which we're going to show you here pretty cool uh, pretty soon. Uh, and it's it's that's why that's why in the podcast is, is it's such a special place in my heart because you literally just get to know people and just have chit chat conversations. And yeah, right on. I don't want to hog the mic. Does anybody have a, a question? I I just wanted to. Well, okay, right let's here. let's go to let's, let's, do it. let's not have me spa- <laughs> speak. Who's up? You put your put oh. your arm all the way up so we can see it. That'd be cool. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. I just had a quick question uh, about the. The whole cost of your film, how much was it to, you know, did you rent equipment? Did, did, was there a fee to use the prison? Well, you know, did you pay your 
crew? Is it just friends? Okay, so so equipment wise, um, we kind of lucked out in that. Like I, uh, before doing this fan film, I've done a lot of uh, uh, professional photography and videography, videography for weddings and stuff. And so I already had like some of the equipment, and uh, I have I'm fortunate enough to know some friends that would lend me equipment. And uh, so so that that's where the equipment component came from. And uh, getting the prison, did we have to pay anything? Um, we're very fortunate uh, living in Fort McMurray where there's it's a, pretty much a land of opportunity it's very much certain things are set up like, we, we didn't get the truck lift is what <laughs> happened <laughs> like the, the reason why we got the prison is the fact that there's two locations uh, that, that the place there's two actual prison cells and one's just not being used we, that's the, pretty much the only reason why we were able to get that yeah. right? if, if we lived in a, a city where that wasn't going on we probably would have got turned down uh, again with the podcast uh a lot of the a lot of the crew that worked on Arkham Rising, we all knew each other. We all wanted to make it, had that passion. We were all wanted to chase that whimsy. So right off the bat, everyone's like, you know what? I don't care about getting paid. Let's just go get this done. Right? Yeah, yeah I think- and it was kind of like we we have two main rules when it comes to f- fan films. Ask. That's the first thing you can do is ask. All they can do is say no, right? And I mean, if they don't say no, they might be like, yeah, but it's going to cost you this much, right? And always feed your actors. Yeah. It's amazing. Favorite what a, dollars and food, man. Yes. It goes a long way. It, it, if you if you can't afford to pay your actors, feed them. At, at least have is, the budget to feed them. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, like a pizza goes a really long, so. <laughs> long way, and that's kind of like after uh, it, and after Arkham Rising, we ended up um, at our secondary location. Um, there was a restaurant and stuff, and we all went there afterwards, which was really great because it was kind of like a rap party as well. So, yeah. like everyone got together and we got to have food, and it just really like gave it a good vibe for us. But so. but in terms of like actual expenditures what we really kind of spent money on was um, uh, some Halloween masks props. Uh, yeah. some prop, some props I mean uh, borrowed coats and stuff and yeah, and, and a lot of a lot of what allowed us to pull and I, and I like I'm aware I've seen some of the uh, like I don't know if any of you guys know who the a bat in the sun group are they're out of Los Angeles and they're amazing at what they do. If, if you ever wanted to see Thor fight Superman like that's the type of videos they do they get like professional stuntmen and all this stuff and um, their whole thing is that um, they get sponsored because the, the, the way they make money is because it's all done under parody right but from what we, from what we were trying to uh, do um, we know we don't have the most polished of products but we we, did, we came with a very uh, a very straight mentality filming this film that we we didn't want to show the Joker's complete face because yeah. we thought it would be disrespectful to Heath Ledger, as it were, and we wouldn't be able to pull it off anyway. So the whole concept behind this mo- this uh, short fan film was show as little as possible, but be able to tell the story. Yeah. So I mean, if you saw the behind the scenes of of the the guy in the Bane costume, it's just a guy with a ball cap. But <laughs> oh, we were able the ball cap was so we, bad. Too. We shot it at such a shallow depth of field that it's it's just like a blur, right? So yeah. it, it, we we just pull it and and you know you let you you know uh, it sounds like so pretentious, but it's yeah. like like Hitchcock would, right? <laughs> just no, just like, let let the audience fill in the gaps, right? Yeah. So and uh, we lucked out. We did a lot of the research and we found out that some of the some of the materials that we used weren't even very expensive like we thought we would have to do a liquid latex for the joker's scar we found out there's this stuff called rigid collodion i don't know if any of you guys know what that is but it's it's essentially the opposite I'll of talk to you about that afterwards yeah it, it's, it's the opposite <laughs> like, of uh of uh, liquid latex and what it does is instead of adding layers it actually it compresses the skin around where it's being laid and it kind of sucks it in so it pulls on skin and gives yeah. that scar effect yeah so like in, in the shot where you see the joker's face where he kind of smirks like how it was all inlaid into his skin that's that's rigid collodion and it was only like six bucks for a bottle of this stuff and i've still got half the bottle at home <laughs> but yeah and it's it's this thing so so submissions stuff. i mean submissions to film festivals didn't cost too much because a lot of what we submitted to were cons and that yeah. that was and actually interesting another another follow to that is because of our good graces with certain cons our next film which is a horror movie which we did last year actually kind of got foot in the door automatically because yeah. they're like hey you guys did that fan film last year we'd love to see more content from you so uh, without you know uh, if anyone here has submitted to film festivals I mean it's usually 30 40 dollars a pop just to submit so uh, we, we lucked out in that because a lot of cons don't don't do uh, pay submissions for their film festivals and and really I'm just trying to think how much like I think all in we probably ended up spending maybe two thousand dollars at the most I was just gonna no. say we if that we, yeah. we came in under three grand but a lot of that was for the polished stuff after the fact 
uh, do some a YouTube campaign like just to get some viewerships, that kind of stuff. You know However, I mean? and like I said, like being uh, being filmmakers, we all know uh, those that are filmmakers know that this isn't a cheap hobby whatsoever, right? Like the gear is extremely pricey, and we incredibly lucked out by him having most of it, right? Just to answer your question. So. The other thing, though, if a studio came to us and told us how much it cost, that was that's for materials, and that's it. That wasn't for the amount of time, like. Tito's time, our B- billable time, time, all that, that stuff. We didn't build anyone. That's, that's one thing. If if you do make a fan film and a studio's ever like, we want to buy this off you, how much should it cost? Never ever give them just the materials cost because that's what they'll give you, not the time. Well, I, I think that harks to a conversation we had a, a recently, Ash, is that um, what we were talking about is um, I, a couple of my friends, um, they've done some pretty popular web series. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Um, Tiny Plastic Men, um, The People That Touch Your Food. Uh, essentially, uh, oh, and Felt Up. So they, they were bought up by, um, I don't know if you guys get it here in Calgary, Bite, uh, Bite TV. So, so they got bought up, and when they were asked how much, you, you know, how much is your web series worth, they kind of straight material cost. And what they didn't factor in was the amount of time they put in for editing, the amount of time that they put in. That th- this all is volunteer hours. Yeah. And and if you undersell yourself, people are going to basically undersell you too, right? So I think we had another question. That's a great point. Who's up? I am in a group working on a fan film, and this is our fantastic producer and director. Hi, producer and director. Good to see you. (laughs) However, we are very low budget. I think the estimated cost so far is about $500 that we've spent so far. Um, And we have a limited amount of people working on it. I think four people. That's awesome. So the majority... There's a lot that we all have to do. And what do you think is... One of the most important things to remember while going on one of the very long film days and having to work with three other people who may or may not want to be there. Okay, um, one of the most important things that I could possibly ever tell you is keep your ideas straight. Have your vision and follow it. Like on film day, don't allow for like because I know during Arkham Rising we had like a few ideas that kind of bubbled to the surface on the day of filming but we only had a very limited time so we were like no we're doing this we got to do it let's do it let's go if you allow like this unplanned stuff to come in and start it'll just make your film days longer and longer and longer and longer it's really important to have um a shots list of exactly what shots that you want to get. Um, I find storyboards are really helpful. Like, um, yeah, I, and you don't even yeah. have to really be able to draw to do storyboards. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, um, I did the storyboards for uh, World's Finest, and the, uh, we Tito actually cuts them into an animatic because it's taking us so long to make it. He um, made an animatic of all the storyboards, and now he's just kind of inserting the scenes so we can see how it kind of goes. Yeah, um, the, the best piece of advice I could give any filmmaker in terms of. Uh, Getting keeping the project within the bounds of control is uh, really put together a shooting schedule. Um, yeah. I, I think they they might have talked about it in the in the previous uh, panel, but I mean it. It, it you have a lot of people say, well, we're going to get you know ten or fifteen shots done in a day, and that's great if you're Ed Wood. But <laughs> the, the the when you're an independent when you're an independent filmmaker, you really have to understand how much time you really have for certain locations and such, and and really try don't. Uh, don't try to bite off too much uh, per day. I mean, the idea is, especially if you're not paying anyone, you're, everyone's kind of doing you the favor of being there. So always continue thanking them. Like, honestly, yes. like, I mean, I, I, this doesn't... <laughs> notice you keep looking at your producer. Thanks a long way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and I mean... Uh, from, from Flowers, chocolates. No. Flowers and chocolates are expensive. Just the thanks right out it, of your and, mouth. And you know what? <laughs> the, the truth is, uh, it, it, I know because filmmaking is very tech-related, people kind of forget that filmmakers are artists like anyone else. And yeah. artists have... I mean, just like me or just like Todd, we, we, there's egos that need to be kind of... Uh, you, you look they're, at me as like ego. They, no. they want to say... No, you have to... People out. need to be appreciated. Especially <laughs> if you're not paying them. You have to let them know that you're very appreciative of their time and efforts, so... Uh, my only advice. Am I on? Am I on? Everyone, Are you there? Everyone can yeah. hear me. My only advice when you said may or may not enjoy it, uh, just maybe clarify that. If they don't really want to be there, I'm sure if whatever you're filming, there might be a lineup of people that would be dying to get in on it, right? Uh, I'm not saying just fire everyone and, and bring in new people, but I'm just, I just say if you have the shared passion. He's actually saying that. Have the. Sh- <laughs> Have the shared pa- have the shared uh, passion, and just to go by what Ash said too, is the vision. 
get it completed. Uh, the biggest thing when it comes with me, uh, I just want to make sure whatever we start, when we work as a group, basically my only deal is I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. Let's just get it out there for the world to see, whether it sucks where we can learn from it and then move on, or whether it's something that we can all bask in the success in. Just enjoy it and get it finished and have fun. One more thing quickly before you say anything. Always know how much time people are willing to give. If uh, if you say that it's going to be three hours of shooting, make sure it's not five. That's really important. Yeah. I either, like, uh, that's something that we really strive for is if we say, okay, our schedule is from nine till ten, keep the people for that long. Uh, if, if you're missing half of what you need, maybe wrap it for the day and then approach it another day because, you know, people, like, especially volunteer time, People do have schedules that they have to stick to. It's really important that you respect, like that they are giving you their time. Yeah. Just remember that when you go, so if you go over the the allotted time in a production that you're getting paid for, that's overtime for people. That's so, overtime, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I just wanted to say I love the the chasing whimsies comment, and I, and I know that you guys are Kevin Smith fans, and I love the parallel that he's making. He's finished a film that he kind of came up with on a podcast, yeah. much yeah. like you guys. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us about what the podcast is, because I know it's not just filmmaking. Uh, just give us a little quick. Uh, um, this is Todd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, the podcast was started uh, in 2011. Basically, um, a lot of people have a really interesting perspective on Fort McMurray. Uh, for those that hear the what they hear about it in the news, what they hear about it from people that live there or people that have been up there and a lot of it was really negative uh, it's I'm not I wasn't born there it's all I've, true I've, all of I've it I've lived there <laughs> for well we, well, we have the, that podcast where we actually like go through a list of like the stereotypical stuff people say about Fort Mac and we like try to like X through them right like that's some of the stuff I've lived do. there for, for 20 years and, and what started the podcast was I really wanted to have a voice uh, to say, like, why would you listen to a journalist that visited the place for three days? Why would you not actually hold uh, someone's opinion that lived there a little bit more higher up than someone who just visited? Yeah. Well, I think it also served to, I mean, I know you're specifically referring to when we're kind of defending where we're from, but I think outside of that, a lot of what the majority of the podcasts we do are is just us shooting the shooting the shit, as it were, like up said, on it's, our day-to-day -day lives. started it, and it's yeah. since evolved and, and, into but, something but much more. in doing so, in talking about what we do from day to day or week to week it's what we've been told is we've kind of humanized the area so in other words it's like oh there's people there and they've got thoughts and opinions that are not, are not what the stereotypical yeah. uh, and I mean you could say the same about you know people from Edmonton and people from uh, Calgary there's a lot of podcasters I know from from both these regions and I mean it's interesting because it's again this whole thing about like uh, well why would you do a fan film if you could get sued and well, the, well you're not going to get really paid for a podcast it really it takes a lot to get paid for a podcast and I mean there's only a handful like I know there's a, a lot of podcasts out there, but only a handful of these guys are actually being paid. Making a living on Yeah, that. so. For sure. Uh, and I, I have to say, I was ignorant to kind of the situation in, uh, in Fort McMurray, and I, and I was trying to, you know, balance my news, right? And so that's one of the reasons I got into your podcast, and it has really changed my perspective in a really good way. Well, Who's that? Really cool. Thanks. That means a lot. You yeah, bet. that yeah. does. Yes. <laughs> can, I hit, can I hit you with two short questions and one longer one? First yes. one, Thank you. <laughs> How many are in your group? The the core group is I think five, right? Uh, you the, could the the core five pod no four four main podcasters, but it's since expanded into like it's weird. It's like I mean uh, not uh, well, I guess if I can't say it at Calgary Expo, where can I say it? It's become kind of like the Avengers Initiative, where it's just like no, it's like, serious. Like Todd, need you. I we came home okay. one night and Todd was standing in the dark in my living room. <laughs> no, no, um, um, we. We, that I didn't think to you me. noticed that. It started, did that actually not happen to you? Because he did that to me. It started as me and Todd, and for a while we were kind of flying solo, and then we started bringing in some of our friends into the podcast, and since then it's it was, you know, there was four initial people, and then we've had a couple of people come in and just do blogs with us, and, and I mean, honestly, it's hard to count at this point. Well, that's, that's kind of how I started doing it. Like, I jumped on a podcast one day, and then you guys were like, hey, you're kind of cool. <laughs> we need a female opinion on things. <laughs> yeah, and then we... I Argued and argued and argued, and then one day I ended up on a business card, and that was it. <laughs> to answer your question, four. <laughs> four. The, the, the pro, I guess the like 
primary group is, it, I suppose it is kind of like the, the ones that are in trouble if something happens legally are four. It's four. <laughs> but, yeah. but but we've the, had probably at least uh, at least more than a dozen people that are regulars. Yeah, on we're podcast. actually we're really lucky uh, in Fort McMurray. We have a really amazing community theater, so we nab a lot of our actors from there too. So there's like this big troop of people who are like happy to act, and we're just like, okay, you come with us now. Let's do that. <laughs> like it's yeah. Um, Quick can, question. He's it, got another quick one. I know. I know. It's, it's just. It's so hard. It's just like, yeah, four. But then, depending on what kind of project we're doing, we have like people who we will be like, okay, no, we need you to help us with this one, or you to help us with. We just like, have this giant melting pot of people that we to, can just. To answer from. your question really quickly, we only have six mics that we can record at once, so six at any time. Yeah, six people on the <laughs> podcast at any time. That's it. Yeah. Oh, the long one's gonna be fun, sir. Probably yes. quicker than the last one. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have you said you have other films before you did this one are they on your podcast channel are they on another YouTube channel uh, yeah they're uh, they're available uh, linked to the podcast channel but I um, like I said I used to do professional photography and uh, videography and if you go to hyperphotonicmedia.com or hyper hyperphotonic.com there's a number of films I've been I've been making since, uh, films since I uh, graduated university and uh, so that would have been like 2006 2007 so yeah and, and I'm I'm, I'm uh, a piece of advice for any filmmaker here. If you get the chance to film on film, like 35 millimeter, don't do it. I, I, I did it once when I, when I, like, when, as soon as I got into university, I was like, yeah, I'm going to shoot on film. This is going to be amazing. It was so expensive and time costly, and I would never do it again. It was, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Little tip, if you want to see me in a spandex suit, jump off a roof. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, was the next one. Longer. Last question, uh, possibly longer. Um, has there been having a really popular fan film? You see, so you haven't gotten a cease and desist letter yet from no. DC. Has there been anything negative from the attention of the? Yes. Oh yeah. Go to the YouTube comments, sir. Yeah. You will. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the internet is so my, mean. Okay, I gotta hold on, say, I, hold on. Let me just I did it, I did it. one question, guys. I just wanted to just the. What did you guys think of the Bane voice in Arkham Rising? Yeah, be honest. Yeah or nay? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. Most, the most <laughs> complaint of we got. Yeah. And, oh, the, my best favorite comment was, as an East Indian man, I can tell you with 100% certainty that the man who did the voice of Bane is an East Indian. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell Steve, you. It was born in Fort McMurray. McMurray. <laughs> Alberta. And yeah, is as white as me. I mean, <laughs> you know what? It, it, it apply. It's, it, it's not just fan films, but films in general. Not everybody's gonna like your work. Like no. you just have to, you know, like the, take you the go, good, yeah. try to avoid the bad, and just keep moving forward with your work, right? The um, yeah, as for, that's the, only, the YouTube comment, like YouTube, uh, the internet goers was the only negative thing we ever yeah. got. Have we ever got any flack from anyone of power or importance? No, nope. and that's why I think that I love about doing fan films is. To me, if I owned a franchise or brand, why would you not want to do this? As long as you're not making money, because of course, if you're making money from it, yeah, I'm definitely going to have a problem with that. But why would you not want to spread the universe uh, that, of the franchise that you own, right? Yeah. DC is awesome with it. I know Disney with Marvel is kind of being a little they, bit... They've flagged, there was a Marvel but... Zombies fan film, yeah. which is pretty amazing, if any of you guys got to see it, and they, it got pulled like two days after it was There's a rumor about that, though. They pulled it because they want to make it actually into a feature, so... Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. Want another question? I know we got some cool footage. We yeah, I want to make. I wanted to make sure. It, I did you see. Have else to I did see one more arm up. A glove. Uh, we're almost out of time, so I want to make sure you guys have your. Oh, okay. If you're, okay, if cool. you're something, long. yeah. Twenty yeah. minute long, so we can okay. do whatever you want first. So, so what is sure. the clip or is it the teaser? It's teaser. Uh, the two clips. Clip, oh, teaser. Okay, clip. cool. Let's show teaser both then. Clip. Oh, oh, okay. oh, before before we play it though, um, so we'll give you guys a kind of a bit of a reference. It's going to explain itself, but so after we watched Man of Steel, we were kind of like, hey, how could this be better? So that's where this idea came from. So this is this is kind of our thing. I think we kind of do that. Right, let's check them out. We're going to do three in a row. There, Mike. So, all right. Here's where we show the audience the world's finest teaser trailer and also some of the cool background um, uh, training videos that Tito created uh, while we're f- uh, prepping for World's Finest. Uh, really cool videos. Again, they're on the YouTube page, uh, YouTube.com/slash/WhatMenPodcast, uh, and go check them out. They're really cool. Let's head back into the panel. So are these kind of like social media tools that you're kind of using to build some, uh, uh, well, some buzz? Yeah, it, it kind of actually. Um, part of it is um, – so that last scene that you guys saw is actually 
it's a little bit meta. It's a scene within a bit a larger scene in the fan film we're working around uh, working on right now called World's Finest. So the concept was, and it's funny because we came up with the concept after watching Man of Steel, and then. Not a month after Man of Steel, we go to San Diego Comic Con, and and our concept is like, hey man, it'd be really cool to introduce like Batman into the Man of Steel well, universe. Well, that's because we fell in love with that um, that animated film. Which one? Um, I'm blanking. The Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so not a month later, we're, we're at San Diego Comic Con, and we're like, yeah, our fan film's coming together. We're we're gonna get our resources together, and then all of a sudden, like the big announcement in Hall H was like, Batman hey, guess what? Batman's gonna be in the next Superman movie. And we're like, well, we're still gonna make our. We're film. still gonna do it. We're gonna beat them. So, we're so put it out first. yeah. So this one, this one's taking a little bit more time because, as you saw, we're doing a lot of fight choreography. We've been uh, uh, lucky enough to actually have our actors trained with uh, what's his name? Uh, the Paul fight Steve, yeah, Paul Gelano with, yeah. with Fight Directors Canada. It's actually, uh, like I said, from McMurray's Land of Opportunity. Uh, they have a really active theater scene, which we kind of yeah. uh, piggyback off of and really co- uh, collaborate with them. And we have access to uh, people that do stage combat for a living. So we're able to kind of feed off them. Uh, the Brody was one of the people you see in that GoPro video. Uh, amazing, amazing actor. And uh, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's a certified uh, fighter fight through Fight Masters Canada. So, so there's going to be, because our biggest complaint, one of our the YouTube comments was, okay, great. You made a Batman film without Batman in it. So this is yeah. our, our retaliation to that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually love that. I mean, that Bane voice, the fact that they're commenting on something about the film rather than just saying this sucks, yeah. at least they were taken in. It's kind of a good thing. Oh, and this they sucks have an was down there. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that one got 72 likes. <laughs> um, okay, guys, we got about five minutes. Do you want to hit them with some more questions? Yes. Yeah, I kind of wondered, um, you made a bit of a comment there, but um, about we could do this better, and uh, they were going to do a World's Finest movie, but putting that aside, um, it's like, why don't they do this, or this would be be uh, really, really better in terms of why don't they have another concept, not just a better production, like, what's your take on that, like, as fans? Uh, Honestly, uh, I think that's where you got a film like Arkham Rising, is like, you you look at a film and you're like, man, like, it doesn't have to be a better production, they could have just added this one little thing, it would have been cooler, like, our biggest from, uh, I'll I'll give you a good example, Man, Man of Steel... Um, I enjoyed it except for the fact that and I know so many people are confident about it, is that Superman's just super in it he's not a hero he's, he doesn't really save anyone and and at the end of it like the, our whole concept behind our world's finest fan film is like if anyone's going to call him on it it would probably be like a Batman type character if anyone's going to be pissed about that Metropolis destruction it's, it's yeah. going to grab yeah, the attention so, of one and, man and, and I mean if any of you guys noticed like there's a whole in, in the fight, fight sequence in Man of Steel they destroy a Wayne Enterprises satellite Right, so it's cool little stuff like that. I mean, what's hurting them from having a post-credit scene, and and it doesn't cost them much, but it's just a post-credit scene. You know, the news is being watched, and you see that it's it's in Wayne Manor or whatever. You don't even have to introduce your Bruce Wayne. You just know that oh shit, Batman exists in this universe. Yeah, right? And he's paying so. attention. <laughs> yeah, that's so. kind of where. It, that's kind of uh, Todd. Funny. Your thoughts? Uh, no, I just uh, more of the what you were saying. Did any anybody else with some last minute questions? Did that answer your question just quickly? Like, did that make sense? Cool. A little bit. <laughs> did, did we answer? Uh, oh, uh, that, that's that's a pretty good take on it. Um, just the other the point being is is that um, would your opinion be is that um, when you have a um, something like your big Hollywood production of say um, a commercial property like that? Speaking mm. of commercial, do you think it's like too commercial? They're watering it down. Like they don't do the the Batman Superman the way that should be. Like yeah, Batman calls him on it. Yeah, Superman really saves. You're, people, you're totally right. And and honestly, um, if any of you guys will have watched the DC animated universe movies, like they do justice to these characters much more than the 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 films have. If if you watch, uh, we just mentioned the Dark Knight Returns yes. Part One and Two. It's a great adaptation of the graphic novel, and they yeah. pull no punches. And you look at it, and you're like, they'll never make this into a feature film just because it really villainizes both these very iconic heroes, but yeah. it humanizes and them, And you too. said it yourself. It's a big Hollywood commercial production. So, so what are they shooting for? They want that PG rating to make sure everyone has access to it So I mean, to get that money, right? But, but maybe that's where the medium of fan films really shines, is you can you don't have to pull the same punches, right? Yeah. So Look at all the Deadpool uh, uh, fan films. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see a Deadpool uh, feature because it's not a character that <laughs> You're going to oh, eat your own words, man. I know. I was just going to say, I'm like, with the amount of Deadpool's around, well, they better make rated a Deadpool. R, Punisher was rated R, and look how yeah. much that went, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, another question really quick. Yeah. 
how has Fort McMurray embraced you guys? Like that's kind of a that's kind of a uh, small town up there. Can like, I, can I go? Yeah, this one? Okay, so we made Arkham Rising, and then people were like, "Oh my god, you guys are so cool! Like, we want to make films too." It, it and then really all weird, of yeah. a sudden, we had like all these people in Fort Mac who were wanting to make films with us, and that give us our, their ideas. And they're like, "No, you've got to help us make it." And they're like, "But so many people!" And we're like, "Whoa, where have you all come from?" And uh, we're making our own films and maybe so, you guys should be making your own. So long story short, what we ended up doing is we, we actually created a filmmaking association in Fort Murray, the first yeah. one. And, and it's been embraced pretty well. And, and honestly, the, there's a lot of talent up there. It's just, oh, they've, it's they've never, they haven't had the venue and we've been working with our uh, Keanu theater and uh, t- the TIFF si- film series, which is kind of, uh, they show some TIFF uh, series films and uh, we try to screen as many independent shorts alongside uh, uh, TIFF uh, films. And, and it's, really great for these filmmakers it's it's growing their resumes as it were right so and i mean it's really awesome too because um through the filmmakers association we managed to get a sponsorship uh so what we're trying to do is get equipment that people can use uh, like it's it's trying to uh, get i can't the... lend out my equipment that's no why. i know that's just it right like i mean our own cameras and our own sound equipment it's like we baby it like it's, we can't just give it away to people to use. So. It's trying to embrace the creativity yeah. for the fact that, ooh, yeah, trying to, the fact that uh, we we make something like Arkham Rising and we, we develop the filmmaker association and then you get that person that says, "I really want to do that Last of Us fan film," or "I really want to do that infamous Second Son fan film," or, or just an original original or piece. just an original yeah. piece, and then they start doing it. And uh, like I said, I kid you not when I say I'm a fanboy, is I love watching this stuff and it's I love magical. watching other people that I know make these projects and, and get them. Completed, like I said, that's my biggest thing. So, to me, yeah, that's uh, if has Fortmac embraced us. Well, oh, yeah. as long as <laughs> as long as we keep sparking some creativity and we get some other people finishing some films, I love it, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, visit ymmpodcast.com. Visit hyperphotonicmedia.com. Let's share those videos. Let's support each other as artists and filmmakers. Uh, and uh, it's going to help everybody. Out. One yes. thing before yeah. we go. Can I get a big hand from Matt, guys? Yes. Big hand from Matt. Thank you, Thank you so you. much. Thanks, uh, thanks for all your support, guys. Really and for them, we, our uh, panelists. We also have uh, Facebook and Twitter and everything. So if you guys do have fan films... Please show us, and we'll we'll definitely like get them out there. Like we'll promote them and everything, and we'll make sure that all the people we know watch them. And yeah, it, like we love seeing other people's fan films, and we love supporting everyone. So let's all support each other. Yeah, thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, cool. guys. All right, there we have it, folks. Um, Calgary Expo 2014, amazing time. We had a blast at the panel. Once again, thank you very much for Matt Waterworth. Check him out, uh, his stuff. He's really into the Calgary uh, filmmaking scene, and we got some cool projects uh, that we're going to be working with him in the future, hopefully. Uh, so definitely check him out, uh, fullswingproductions.com, uh, and listen to him and uh, his, uh, his partner, Scott. Um, I shouldn't say partner, like they're a couple, but partner as in business partner or friend or associate. Either way, fullswingproductions.com. We're going to hear more out of them uh, from a podcast coming up that we did down there that was really fun. Uh, so big thank you to them. Uh, Mike, thanks a lot. Uh, Kid Remington, thanks for showing up to the panel, buddy. We had a blast. It was fun. Uh, and we can't wait to uh, be down there again next year. Uh, lots, lots of stuff coming up on the podcast, folks. Hopefully, uh, uh, we're done with a little break, a busyness break. Hopefully things are back on track because we got some cool stuff. Lots of stuff going on in the Fort Mac political scene. Um, that's an understatement. And of course, we got a by election coming up on June 30th that hopefully we're going to be uh, a part of in some way, shape, or form as well. Not to mention the normal art stuff going on. So lots of stuff coming up, lots of ideas for shows, lots of people wanting to be on the show. Uh, all we need is time. So hopefully we can get Doc Brown here to, to make some time for us. But until then, for this episode of the YMM Podcast, on behalf of Tito Stephen Ash, I'm Toski. We'll see you next set. The YMM Podcast. Man Entertainment Production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find out more at ymmpodcast.com.